0: listening to the Dudes and Dads podcast, a show dedicated to helping men be better dudes and dads by building community through meaningful conversation and storytelling. And now, here are your hosts, Joel DeMott and Andy Layman. Hey, welcome back, guys. We are rocking a new episode here, and we have our new soundboard. We want to thank all of the people who generously oh, supported us. Oh my goodness. You're so wonderful, people. You rock. Hey, we... We love you guys because you guys uh, helped us get this new soundboard, and it makes my life a whole lot easier. Andy is in uh, soundboard heaven over I, here, guys. <laughs> if you're if you're, here,
1: if you're hearing or picking up like he's just got a little a little extra pop in his step, well, that's because of our lovely Rodecaster Pro soundboard sitting right across <laughs> the table for myself. It, it is, it is, and it's a beautiful piece of equipment. It's shiny and sparkly, and it has. Multicolored lights on it, which that's about all I can say about it because it's not my gig. But boy, oh boy, <laughs> when it came in the mail, Andy sent me a picture. He did, like, did a little like uh, unwrapping exercise, and boy, oh boy, <laughs> I felt I felt the magic all the way through uh, yeah. through my text message.
0: Yeah. So, anyways, welcome back, Joel. It's been I feel like it's been a long time since we've been here in the studio. It chatting. It does
1: feel like a little while, uh, Andy. This I, I shouldn't make note. Uh, this is episode fifteen. It is and at 15 you get your learner's permit you're permitted to drive with a uh, responsible older adult so i feel like we've really crossed a threshold here i think between the two of us there's one responsible adult in this room and so now we're <laughs> uh, we're given the keys to further podcasting, to drive on down the road. I don't know how far this metaphor will go, but nevertheless, uh, episode 15, we're glad to be here <laughs> with right. you
0: all. Well, uh, well, welcome back. Before we get too much further into this uh, <laughs> this crazy show uh, and this metaphor, we are going to do a what's... what's us what's in, let's be in, let's be, let's be, wind, let's be All right. So with that, Joel, I'm going to ask you the question, What is brewing today, man? Well,
1: you know, since we're recording extra late tonight, mostly because I don't know how to operate technology and uh, amongst other reasons, uh, we are enjoying the delightful Menno Tea, Lemonade Mint Tea, Andy. It's it's good. Yeah, it's refreshing. I like it. And uh, it's not nearly the caffeine kick as some of the other. I was considering bringing the Jamaican Blue Mountain coffee along tonight. I would not sleep. You would you not. So you would not, not be. You'd, you'd start to feel tired right about the time that you started uh, work in the
0: morning. Right. And that's a no good. Not good. So anyway, but I'm going to ask you, uh, so we're, we're actually both brewing that or not brewing. We're both drinking that same thing, <laughs> yes. but I want to ask you the question here. We decided we we're going to use this segment to, to ask a little bit more of a like life question. Yeah. What is brewing in life? So Joel, what is brewing?
1: Yeah. What is brewing in life? Um, so we are right now, uh, I think, uh, I'm watching, I'm watching my boys. So my two eldest boys. So Aaron, who is going to be 10 next month, uh, I'm just watching him get, I'm having these moments, Andy, here's what it is. I'm having these moments where you're like, my kid is getting older and uh, maybe maybe some of you parents understand what I'm saying. When you're like, you're just like watching your kid do normal stuff in the day, but you're kind of sitting there like observing them, and it's just it you it hits you, um, that they're not little anymore, and that they're just getting older, and they're getting uh, well, everything everything that comes with that in their personalities, how they interact with you, um. And uh, I'm just having uh, it's not it's not like a, a life crisis or anything, but it it's just a, like uh, taking those moments captive, uh, and uh, really uh, paying attention to what's going on with my with my kids. I mean, at, you know, during the weeks right now, um, we've got uh, what Mondays are or Mondays and Thursdays for Aaron our soccer practice, and we have church on Wednesday nights and. Um, and then Josiah is Josiah is swimming. Is in competitive swimming, and so he's Monday, Tuesday, Thursday nights with with that. And I thank goodness the soccer field and the aquatic center are only like a mile apart from each other, so you can just almost it's like, like, like boom, boom, back, yeah, yeah. whatever. But it, but just to to watch my boys kind of go off and do um, kind of doing their own right. thing and just watching them grow and trying in the midst of those weekly rhythms that we have of getting kids mm-hmm. where they got to go and to do the things that they got to do and whatever but then also being present in that because i think i just fall very much into this like like uh i'm not a list i'm not like a list check it off the list kind of person necessarily but during the week when it comes to like getting everybody where they got to go i fall into that very quickly okay you know it's just like okay uh like today it was we're gonna we're gonna pick them up from school so they stay for um stay after school for Happy Day Club, which is this uh children's evangelism ministry thing. So it's like, okay, uh pick them up, get them home, have them get their stuff around, get to practice, get to practice, da-da-da-da. Go pick up Molly, because she was at she was at Grandma Carla's today, and then bring her back and then get someone and do it. And, uh, the only thing I forgot was at the very end of it all that, uh, Aaron was still at soccer practice and Jackie called me now. She got him on time and so everything. You, you forgot him. Is but I saying? was like, I was like, oh, right. Forgot to figure out who was getting him, uh, back home. So, but all that to say, you know, when you're in that mode and, and I know there's plenty of you that understand that, like this, like when you're in that mode of getting them where they need to go and all of that, uh. Really trying to approach it from uh yeah not losing sight of the fact that they are they too are in a growth and maturing process as they're learning all these things, and so I just i'm I don't know if it's like a an existential uh just like I'm having this weird kind of melancholy feeling about it all of it, but you know i'm um I'm just trying to enjoy watching my kids grow up as best as I can and having uh having memories in the midst of kind of the normal everyday stuff i i also had this our conclusion i aaron is in fourth grade this year he's going to be 10 and right for me personally right about fourth grade is where i start remembering a lot more stuff mm, about my childhood right. i that was just me personally but like i can remember like fourth grade on a lot more memories about that than everything prior so now i also have this thing of like he's starting to remember stuff so i should like do my best not to scar him uh, and have him yeah. remember remember terrible things or or, or yeah. whatever. So uh, that's what's brewing, and that's what's been going on in my head. It's what I've been thinking about the last uh, last few days here.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, and for me, it's it, it's similar. Uh, we are I don't know since mm, I don't know the end of I don't know last couple months. It's just been like go 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 for us, and and that doesn't flow real well with our family. So for us, it's been trying to just take everything. You know, we've been going we've been to to Riley hospital the last week twice now. Uh, so we had once with Micah, once with Hattie, just as a checkup for her cleft stuff. And so we've been, yeah, like just running, 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 running. And so, yeah, for, for us, it's, it's one of those things where, yeah, we're just looking forward to hopefully this winter being a little bit less, you know, as busy as it is right now.
1: Andy, I do want to, uh, just to put one kind of uh, bright shiny point here at the end of this week, uh, we will be getting together, both of our families, around a fire, and it's going to be magic and well, s'mores. S'mores! Oh, the the fall time has hit, so I'm really looking forward to that. It's funny though, um, when I when I put that uh, our meeting our our get together in my calendar, I just put it as Layman Palooza. And then I completely forgot what that meant. <laughs> so you're like, hey. Well, Jackie, looked, we, at, Jackie we looked at looked it on my on my schedule, and she's like, Layman Palooza.' What the heck is what that? Is, yeah. go, what is going on? And I'm like, I know it's in there for a reason. I just can't remember why. And then God bless
0: your wife. She was like,
1: oh, hey, are we still getting together Friday? I'm like, that was it. That was, <laughs> that was the thing. So I'm looking forward to it.
0: So, Joel, uh, we do not have a live guest with us tonight, but we are going to be uh, – chatting just the two of us about some important topics uh specifically one that's going to kind of hit home for me because i we i have a teenager now you will soon but i have oh boy you're in the mix now i have one now and and actually yeah soon and then i will shortly have another one here uh after a little while because i will be also a teenager so (laughs) we are gonna be chatting joel what are we chatting about tonight
1: so andy tonight's the conversation is really about this um this process in and i'm going to get a little scientific here cuz i you know as a as a youth pastor youth worker um there's just so much research that's done on our on our kids or about our kids and their their stages of development both in faith formation and and kind of even how their brains form and, and all of uh-huh. the adolescent years and so uh we, we got to pay attention to those things because it does affect the on the ground reality of how we parent our kids what we're Watching sure. for what we're paying close attention to. So tonight, um, we're going to talk about this phenomenon. I'll, I'll, it's the uh, we use the term individuation, but really it is as we would experience it as parents, those early teen years or the teen years, and it could be maybe slightly before. I mean, it really depends on the on the kid, but where you start to experience that that uh, that pushback. From Your kids, where okay. they are looking to distance themselves from you a little bit. So, what
0: you're saying is that time when kids are like, Yeah, you're not really like parents aren't cool, like, I don't want to cool be cool and not
1: as smart and not as smart as uh, as, they used to think. as they used to think they were. Um, My kids listen to this podcast, <laughs> so uh, you guys, your your father's a genius. Um, so I but, didn't even pay him to say that, I know that's that was for free. Uh, I I see it with so as a as a youth pastor, I see it when through because I'm all my you know I have my eldest is not even quite ten yet, but i I in conversations with parents there's there's always a conversation at some point along the journey, the adolescent journey as we're going middle school high school where where parents have some sort of conversation with me about hey, my kid is not they're not engaging with me way that they previously were and we we don't think anything has changed at home we think we're still parenting pretty much the same way that we're still kind of doing this together and all but all of a sudden like they're not sharing what they used to share with me they're a little more critical of our opinion they are less likely to agree with us on some things um and what do we do about that and and they're not they're not kind of um there's a closeness that
0: doesn't seem like it's there anymore right and I mean, I know that – I mean, I can't really specifically say that that happened. I, for me, I mean, again, I was a teenager. So for me, like, yeah. Mom, if you're listening, tell me if I did that because, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure I probably did. But sure. I just wanted to – like, I don't remember specifically doing that as a teenager. So I don't know really that your teenagers even realize that they're necessarily doing that. But, yeah.
1: Right. And and all they know is that they are – um most youth would describe it. Most adolescents would describe it as they are. They're trying to figure out what they believe about stuff, and part of that navigating that or figuring that that out is pushing back against you. And it's a weird. It's a weird way. It's a. It's a little of a clunky way to kind of navigate how their own what their own beliefs are and, and things like that. But I, we we got on this topic because um, our good the good people over at uh, Fuller Youth Institute um. If you have not if you're if you're trying to successfully parent your child particularly from a faith perspective uh fuller youth the fuller youth institute is a really really great uh a great resource um they have blogs and all kinds of resources for parents and and book materials and all that sort of thing but i was uh i just came across this uh post here this last week that i just you know as i sent it over to you andy where i was like this is something i think worth talking about but right. they uh in this particular article they quote um so there's this author i'm not familiar i'm not familiar with the author but it's you know i haven't read the book either but it's worth checking out uh lisa demore was we'll put this in the show notes you can put a link to this particular article but lisa demore uh She wrote this book, Untangled. So this is, the the book is specifically focused for teenage girls, but let me just tell you that this particular instance, this thing we're talking about, yes, teenage girls and definitely teenage boys at the same time. Um, But she writes this book, Untangled, guiding teenage girls through the seven transitions into adulthood. Um, But then they just share this little quote here that uh, your daughter, so we'll just say your child, needs a wall to swim to. And they need... You to be a wall that can withstand their coming and going. Some parents feel too hurt by their swimmers. She's, she's kind of using the swimmer metaphor. And if you're swimming laps and you hit the I, wall, yeah. yeah, you gotta push off the. You get to the wall and you push back off of it. It looks like you're going to the wall, then you flip and turn, turn and push. And, yeah, yeah, and turn and push right. So, um, she says that some parents feel too hurt by their swimmers. Uh, they take too personally. Uh, their child's rejections and choose to make themselves unavailable to avoid going through it again. Because if, I mean, we just know that our kids are going to do that more than once. But being unavailable comes at a cost. Their child, their children are left without a wall to swim to and must navigate choppy and sometimes dangerous waters all on their own. Um, so she's she is writing about girls, but this is... This definite, applies for both for girls both. and boys, yep. yeah. Yep. And so, as parents and youth leaders, kids need us to be a wall, and that's that. This is the whole thing about the imagery of us as parents and youth leaders being, uh, being this wall for kids—a wall of support that doesn't withdraw or abandon them, even with ki- even when kids withdraw from us, often hurting us in the process. They need us to be the adult who stays steady. Um, so let's. Yeah,
0: let's let's chat about this whole metaphor unpack the being the wall. There's a lot that is said in that statement that I think is is super important. Um, And I think the first thing, Joel, I would say that we need to anticipate that our kids will push off like it is as a swimmer. And again, I've never done competitive (laughs) swimming, uh, nor do I want to Right. Uh, so maybe we should talk to your son about this. Cause I don't
1: know what he... I I love the fact that Josiah wants to swim. But when I see them out there, I'm like, this looks exhausting. Right.
0: <laughs> so we, we're we going to say... And again, we are quoting... like We're <laughs> unpacking this whole thing from the blog at Fuller Institute. So we're not... Yeah, if you want to... Fuller Youth Institute. So if you want to check it out, we'll link that in our show notes. But uh, the first point of this is anticipate that kids will push off. Yep. So again, as an adult, you are going to get that... You're. Pushback from your kid. Yeah. As a swimmer, you have to do that in order to succeed. Right. You push off so you can get kind of a head right. start. I would assume because I'm not actually a swimmer. Yeah. But yeah, you to know, keep to stay in the race. Right. You you push off, and they practice the
1: push off. They practice their turns. This is the other thing I've been watching. I'm 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 able to actually speak to this because I was literally watching uh, in swim practice the other day. Um, just to kind of give you the image that we're talking about here, that they. In order to succeed at swimming, the push off, coming to the wall, and turning around and going the other way, like that is a that's a skill that has to be developed in and of itself.
0: Right, I'm, I'm sure that your son, the very first time he did it, like probably did not do that they well. Oh, the, they don't even no, know where the wall no. is, let no. alone
1: let alone and trying to reach it and to, and to feel it out. And so, um, you know, as as with most things with adolescents, the whole process is super clunky. It 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 just is awkward and weird. Yeah. And they know it and they that's when they get all emotional about it. Um and we stand if we're not secure, if we've not number one number one, mentally and emotionally prepared ourselves for the push off, we ourselves will feel injured and hurt.
0: Right. And, and And again, I mean, we're saying this like you've not personally experienced this necessarily as as the adult I mean, as as a parent, because your kids are still younger, but you as a youth leader, I'm sure that you've Experience the same thing where your kids are, you know, real close to you in junior high, but then in high school, it's like, whoa, where did that go? Like, yeah, yeah. and it
1: feels like it. It it feels like they're kind of, and depending on the student over the time. I mean, as I look back over the last, you know, I first started working with youth in two thousand and three, so a little while ago. But I, when you were just a baby, a baby, a mere lad, uh. But I, you know, I think back to those times, and it's like your relationship with it would vacillate. Like there'd be really, really strong times where it was like they were looking to you for everything, and then all of a sudden it was like your you know, like your wisdom was no longer needed, or or whatever. And it can feel very disorienting if you just have not decided in your mind that yes, there's going to be pushback. This right. is part of the process, right?
0: And I, and again, I think that this happens not just in with parents, but also youth leaders, youth workers teachers, things like that. Like these kids are going to, as they get older, they're going to realize that they're more independent, um, that, that they're trying to establish that independence. And so, the, you know, it takes them, they, they, they do this to, to distance, you know, yeah. yeah, become more independent.
1: So, Andy, I'm just wondering, you've got a 13-year-old son, and uh, I'm wondering how you have felt this in your own home.
0: Um, I mean, I've definitely felt that he's been more independent i'd say and it's it's interesting because like as a dad that's a little bit hard like where he's like wanting less and less to be around you and more and more to like do his own thing like where he's like yes i can go you know i i, I would say i probably felt this the most like let's say at the fair this year because yeah. they're old enough this year especially not even with the the other two so not micah but eli and reagan like because mike is old enough um we've said them this year at the fair hey you can walk around the fair you can um you know you don't need to necessarily be here with us in the barn at all times we don't want to walk around but you know feel more than free to go walk around and do stuff because you know you're old enough we trust you more um so yeah I, i've definitely seen that but i also have seen where you know he runs to you at at you know where they run to you at certain points but then again at some other points it's like eh. Not so much, but again i mean he's he's thir- he is thirteen uh so he's um uh, at that age yeah where his his friends are important to him right um and so yeah i'd, I'd say it's I've, I've definitely felt that do you think
1: yeah, these are times where I wish our wives weren't here every once in a while do you think Julie has felt it differently i mean she's with him more during the during the day the kind of has that day contact with, with teaching and all of that. Yeah, and
0: I, I think so. And I think I would say it also comes where the attitude is kind of more of just an attitude, a general expressed attitude, and probably more for her. Uh, she gets that probably because, you know, again, she's with him most of the time. And so, yeah, where we give this attitude, uh, this pushback, like, I know better than you do, like things like that. So that's where it comes across for us, where the attitude is showing that that he thinks he knows more <laughs> than we do. Which is like super super frustrating and yeah
1: so i think that's uh it's a perfectly yeah it's a perfectly normal thing it's just it's just like um you really do stand to to take it super personally yourself and so that's the i think that's just the piece in in this process is just anticipate that's going to happen this is not about you because it's not it's not
0: about you, no it, it's not I A, mean, at all, really okay. well, like we've established here, this happens to almost every kid like yep. you're gonna have this with any kid that you are raising or are, are around like they're gonna get to this point where they're pushing back and and again, I'm sure that I did it. I don't remember doing it because I didn't actively be like, "Hey, mom, I'm pushing away from you, dear mom and dad, I've decided. To push to back. push back from <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I mean I, I don't think that I actively did that, but again it's, it's something that's going to happen with every kid,
1: yep, and then the second thing here is we're talking about yeah you know, the the pushing off the wall uh, process is uh one of the things that's super helpful as parents is just to simply rally your own support, and uh so the question is that we want to ask is like just who in your life is the wall that you need that we need? So that you can be a wall of support for young people, uh, for your kid, or for whoever, uh, whatever, what other youth, you know, that you may be uh, pouring into. And because this is like it, you know, as the old saying goes, it absolutely takes a village. Like this is not, um, parenting is not a, it's not a solo sport here. Absolutely. No. <laughs> like this is not, uh, this is not something to be uh, to be taken, you know, just, you know, like oh, I'm going to do it myself. Um, and, and that's why you got to have other, you have have to have other parents around you. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, sometimes I know, I know Andy, we've, we've probably done this a few times where it's just like, uh, we, maybe we sit around the table, uh, with each other around a campfire, whatever it might be.
0: Like we're going to do this weekend.
1: And we tell our kids to go away so that we can talk about them for a while. <laughs> if you yeah, <laughs> And, and sometimes it is just a matter of. Here's what I'm experiencing, and I need someone else
0: to tell me that it's okay to think it's tough, right?
1: (laughs) And like, just like,
0: yes, (laughs) yes, it is tough. It's gonna stick. Yeah. Well, and and I think too, like, this is important for us to have. uh, I'm thinking back in the episode that we had with Dustin Carr. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you've not checked that out, go back and check it out. We'll link it in this episode. Uh, But he he talks in there about a the need to have. Uh, a tribe of people around your son that or daughter that you're raising up that can kind of speak it, truth into their, their life. And I think that that's where this falls in a lot too, because those people, if they've from young when your kids are young have been there and have been able to like speak into the kids' lives. Like I would say like you are for our kids right? where you're around a lot, you're, yeah. you're friends with us there, you know, they see you and they, yeah, talk to you just as much. I think that's important for like from what Dustin was saying, have those guys around because as your kids kind of push back from you, they may not be pushing back as much from those other five people. Yeah. Like there's been a time and I, and I'm, I'm
1: holding you guys accountable to do this for my own child when he starts this way. But there's been a few times where I can tell where I'm like, I'm coming up to pick Molly at the end of the day or whatever. And they're in like, uh, you know, maybe one of your kids is giving either you or Julie <laughs> a hard time, and I. There's been a couple times where I have taken it upon myself to say, "Hey, you're yeah, knock it off." Well, and <laughs> not much nicer than this, but hey, knock, knock it off. And the response to me is different oh, than, yeah. than it is to you. Oh yeah, and as it would be with my with my kids as well. Right, where it's like, oh, the other adult in my life that's not mom and dad is talking. It's 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 different, and and I think that's the thing of like, obviously, we love each other's kids well enough, and I think our kids know this. Like, there's like a respect right. and understanding there, but it's like, um, you know, sometimes, and this is going to be true for all of our kids. Sometimes there are going to be other parents and other adults that are going to get more
0: airtime than you do. And 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 again, that I think is going to be okay because, especially if it's somebody that you're tracking with, right. somebody that you respect as a parent, to to say I I trust you to speak into my kid's life. I know your values. I know what you right. you hold to be true, uh, and 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 so I think that's okay if it, for a time period. Yep, those kids can those adults can speak into your kid's life.
1: Yep, I uh, I get yeah I do get concerned for yeah I just get concerned for families where mom and dad are the only adult voice that's regularly regularly speaking and where there's not where, where kids are not experiencing kind of love and support from other, from other families as well because it's it, it's got kind of be an earned thing like that's the other thing you do have to have a rhythm of interaction with other kids to it's not just just because you show up as an adult is not especially culturally anymore is not the thing that earns you the ability to be heard no it is it's uh it's time it's attention it's intentionality so yes the question is who are the other people that can help you be uh that can help you be the wall that can support
0: you well yeah 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 so number 3 number 3 uh be aware of your own anger and self protection this is one where I think I struggle with a lot. So that's going to be like where you, you know you kind of move away from your kids when they tick you off, when they're going to make you mad, and they'll find the right exactly right time to do it, Andy. They're oh. gonna,
1: they're going to pick the end of the day after you've had a rough day at work, and they're just going to push that that last button. That they're, it's just like a hair trigger reaction away right. from from things that you places you don't want to go.
0: Right, and. Like you need to be careful for that because I think you know you see that's going to make them move away. Yep. If they know that when like you're going to be angry at them uh, when they're pushing into you or away from you, those type of things. And and I think it's, I mean, it's easy to do that, especially as a dad, where you know we want to have control, we want to have respect, and when our kids disrespect to us like i know for me it's immediately like go to anger like that's right. where i go right and it's not okay
1: right and i uh i'm trying to think how long this was a little while ago but i i started to realize that uh uh when i was going to confront my confront my kids and like i would walk up like physically walk up close to them or whatever they're <laughs> i'm not like uh maybe I think maybe Josiah more than anybody, but they would like, there'd be like this cower and fear response. Like they, they would oh, like,
0: gotcha. Yeah. And,
1: and I'm like, you know, I want my kids to respect me. Um, some would say like joking, like I want my kids to fear me. I, I'm not, um, I'm not a big fan of my kids fearing. Them. No, there's a difference between respect and fear. And, uh, fear does not uh, promote love, does not promote a relationship. But I, I began to realize that too, like, like, just like you're saying, um I was going to a place of of anger because I couldn't control a situation I was you know when things seemed out of control, I was trying to bring control through just a like a kind of a forcible presence and it wasn't it wasn't bringing my children to me it was pushing them farther away, which is the interesting thing right i'm trying to get them bring them in close so that they listen and respond. But, but in my right, behavior yeah. is actually is accomplishing the opposite right. thing.
0: Well, and, and I think, too, sometimes this is caused by like unresolved anger or unresolved issues in our own life. Yep. So same. We may have issues, again, at work or, you know, this is a great instance. I'll, uh, this is something that happened today. We were driving home from Riley and, uh, you know, Hattie was the only one with us. But I got an email, uh, something from work comes in and I read it. And immediately it was an issue that I had already thought I resolved and it, it came back up, you know, work, like a, a work issue. And I immediately got angry. Like, it was like, I was frustrated. I like started getting angry about the GPS on my phone driving, you know, we were trying to find a place and I missed a couple turns and I blamed it on the GPS. And then all of a sudden I realized with the help of Julie, like, like I was like, I apologize for that. I was like, that's wrong. And then I said, I, I, she said, I think it actually happened when you got that email from work, like you immediately, Right. your attitude changed. And I and I think that that happens a lot where like I come home and even though I've had the 20 minute drive home from work, I've not processed that completely. I've not separated that. I like get home, there's toys in the yard and I am like, this is annoying, you know, like things that don't really matter, but they come in and they blow up. And and that's yeah, that's gonna drive kids away from me, you know they're gonna not want to swim to the wall at all if yeah if that's the case,
1: yeah, I may or may not have thrown a scooter across the yard the other day uh for a similar purpose, came home, not in a great place, stuff all over the driveway <laughs> it's just yeah, and it's like uh yeah you know, when I reflect on when I reflect on some of those moments uh of my own anger and kind of trying to uh, and obey build some sort of protective wall around myself. I I just I realized that yep, I'm not available. I'm not available to my kids. And so um yeah, ultimately guys, uh I think a lot it, control is the big thing. When we feel out of control, we try to we try to get it back. And the way in which we do that oftentimes um really reflects what kind of our inner world um is where where it's at. And uh I um I like you, Andy. I'm just, I'm trying to uh, come from a place of like, I want to be in this for all the right reasons. I want to, I want to take an approach that, uh, yeah, that draws my children to me as much as possible. Cause like we've said, they're already going to want to push back enough as it is. Um, but I still need to be a solid place where they can, where they can come to, even if they are going to say, yeah, right. thanks. <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. But no thanks. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, finally, we've kind of touched on this, Sandy, but I, I think, yeah. kind of, item number four, just to say, we wanna, we wanna help teenagers have multiple walls, not, not just you,
0: right? And I, I think that, like, um, if you're involved in a church community, having them involved in youth group, if they're involved in a sporting thing, have them involved so that the coach can speak into their life. You know, like we've had, heard of lots of men who later in life say, "Hey, my coach." was a great person for me. Like right. he encouraged me to do this. He, you know, he right. was kind of there for me, um, as well as youth leaders. You know, we last year, I'm a youth leader for, uh, last year it was the, the eighth grade boys and all of my boys were like, hey, can you guys just come up to me to high school with me? They wanted me to move right. to high school cause they liked, you know, the, the fact that I was their wall and kind of the place that stood there for them, um, and, and so I said, unfortunately, no, I got to stand up for the sixth graders. So that's six, right. I got to take
1: these sixth grade, which by the way, sometimes it feels like the distance between a sixth grader and an eighth grader is like from here to the moon.
0: So God right, bless you. Right. Hey, no, I got a great group of sixth graders. This <laughs> they're year. Good, they're so good dudes. no, they are very good dudes. But I think that these are all really good things Joel to remember. Cause again, I think as the kids, as we experience this, where the kids move away from, yeah, from us, especially as parents that feel it, it kind of hurts because it's like, hey, for the last 12, 13, whatever years, right. I was your all. Everything right. that I said, you believed. Everything that like, I sheltered you, I protected you, and now you're starting to push back where you, yeah. you're, you're you're moving away from me and I'm not as cool as I used to be. And right. I, I think that that's easy as a parent to get hurt while doing that. We can absolutely. Take that up, we can take that personally. And well, I don't we've got
1: a lot – inve- I mean, we have a lot invested, Andy. Oh, absolutely. There's There's a lot of ourselves – uh, from everything, from biologically to emotionally, and and everything else, um, invested in each and every one of our kids, and yet our kids are not um, they're not our source of value, and that and that's absolutely that's the other that's the other thing, and I uh, man, I I just I I I can't say it enough. I can't say it. I'll probably say it multiple times on going. <laughs> um, your your child's uh, particular, you know, th- their their behavior, their reactions against you is not a reflection necessarily on who you are, right? Um, and uh, now I will say sometimes where I see things happening with 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 kids, you're out in public and you see a kid. Uh, I saw this not too long ago at a, at a thing I was at. This is for much younger kids, but it's like you see a kid behaving a certain way and then you're watching their parent and how they're interacting with it. And you're like, mm, look, yeah, I, this. Can see, I can this see why you this makes sense. Why you this are, or this is your dad, I can
0: totally see why sure. you're acting like this.
1: No, no friends. By the way, if, if I'm out with you in public and we've all got a bunch of kids, just don't worry. I'm not secretly judging you or anything. I just, <laughs> this one particular instance. I just have a clear rem- memory of, of that. But I, I'm we just have to make sure that we understand that, that when it comes to parenting like we can we can do our absolute best in all these things it's not a hard and fast guarantee um but what we can do is within ourselves make sure that we understand um our kids are ultimately loaned to us right we are given a managerial role for a time um and the rest is is up to them, and and what and and what really God would ultimately do with them. You know what what the plans that He has for them are 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 the are the important thing. And right, the, we're just
0: we're just here to steward them in the right direction right. until they're old enough to yeah. right.
1: And so and it can go a number of different ways, and there can be seasons where it just it doesn't feel like anything is clear or certain, and everything feels real real mixed up. And um, you know what, it's okay, it's okay. Um I uh Andy, I think I think back and I know I know so many parents identify with this phenomenon, with the wall phenomenon, with the pushback right. phenomenon. Um we had a we had a parent meeting with our both our middle school and high school parents just a few weeks ago and you know, when you're and I I know as a public speaker, um you know you've got people when it gets real quiet in the room <laughs> and uh the quietest it was in that room was was when I was kind of describing this phenomenon. When I was right. saying that we as a youth program, I was saying we as, as a youth program want to partner with families because we know there will come a time where all of a sudden there seems like there's this arms distance between you and your and your kid. And, and maybe that distance will be there with you guys, but it doesn't have to be there with, with other people as well. And it was like dead silent in the room for that moment. And I just, I had this sense of like people, like I know I have these ideas in my head as, you know, in, in – you know, that we're we're talking about all these things and hypotheticals. But, man, in that moment with all those parents, you know, I had 60-some parents sitting in that room. Um, it was very real. Oh, and, yeah. And it was like – and I'm like, oh, that's right. We're actually – we are actually speaking to a real thing that is happening and that so many of us are struggling through. And so we just want to, as always, be an encouragement to you guys to say um, be the wall, let them push off, continue to be available – don't make it about you, right? And um, you know what? That's that's all you can do, guys. That's right. all
0: you can do. Well, and I think going back to that swimming analogy, and this is my very final point, is in swimming, if you're doing laps, you get to the end, you push off, you go to the other end, you push off, you go back, yes, you push off. Like you're there's always this like pushing back off the wall on both ends of the no. the swimming pool there we go i was thinking track like I field so like so good yeah i know but like there's you're pushing back on both ends of both That's of those right. ends so you need to have at the other end someone that they can push off of and That's then they're right. going to come back and they're probably going to push off of you again
1: yep yep it's uh it's a it can be a it can be a challenging time guys but it's it's worth every every minute of it that you stay engaged and that you uh that you don't give up and that you find support and that uh you just allow people to continue to speak into this process with you. So that being said, guys, if if this is maybe striking a chord with any of you parents out there, or maybe you've got some some push-off stories that you want to share, we're always open to uh, – we love the feedback. and Send us an email over at dudesanddadspodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear uh, your thoughts and reflections on and this episode. You know what
0: else you can do? We love to hear your voice. So you can yes. take out that memo app on your phone, ooh, record it, yes, email it to – and podcast at gmail.com
1: that's beautiful I we should we should be we should tell people to do this all the time we should that way we can put them but maybe we, we'll put them on the show
0: yes well guys we, we want to thank you for listening to this episode again if you have uh, any feedback we would love to hear that uh, send us an email dudes and dad's podcast at gmail.com uh we want to thank again our patreon supporters if you're not a patreon head over to slash support we stream live this episode tonight for our oh boy of five dollars and more so uh we, we got a lot of behind the scenes stuff and it was fun and you got to see kind of how we process this stuff so good stuff anyways guys grace and peace grace and peace